my God. I'm using a microphone in my actual computer. Yeah, I'm... So what? I'm in a closet. That's... That's cool. It's what all the cool podcasting kids are doing. If it's good enough for crime writers on. It's good enough for fatty fatty two by four. Isn't that right? Isn't that... Okay, listen, let's talk. Uh, I've got some housekeeping to do here. We're just gonna get it all done. I'm gonna get all my segments out and make shit happen. So there are a few things I want to talk to you about. We've made it through the Christmas season. It's December 27th, one of my favorite days of the year. My significant other, we're homosexuals, is downstairs with my oldest child taking down the Christmas tree, and I couldn't be fucking happier. Usually we leave it up until January 2nd or 3rd or whatever, but I just, I'm so excited to get that fucking thing the fuck out of my living room because it just makes everything so much more crowded. Uh, Okay, so two things I wanted to talk about. Uh, The last show I posted of Change of Address was Sugar and myself in my car going to Seinfeld. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) And I forgot, the show before that I did was called Microwave. It it was about a, a microwave in my dissatisfaction with the lovely people who had ordered said microwave, which was extremely heavy and they weren't home. And I just, anyway, just listen to it. Now in that show, I was exhausted. I had a really shitty day. (laughs) Almost pooped my pants. You should listen to the show. It's actually pretty funny. And uh, there are two things that due to my exhaustion, I forgot to mention. One being, I told a story about uh, almost shitting my pants and then in my corporate vehicle and then going back to the school like I own the place and just having my ass explode into one of their toilets. Didn't ask for permission, just went in there and then I said something like, oh, today I am a man and I forgot or it didn't occur to me at the time to make a joke like it's my shit mitzvah, like instead of bar mitzvah, it's my shit mitzvah because I was a man that day. So I regretted that and uh, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning but uh, I just had to know in my brain that I made that joke and it's not as funny now. And in the same vein, I told a story that on the microwave show about my mom getting a pistachio shell stuck to her foot for days and being too lazy to flip her foot over and take a look at what was causing the problem. And I forgot to say, or didn't occur to me to say, that's my mom in a nutshell. To get... Right? Pistachio shell. Stuck in her foot. Right? Okay, maybe this wasn't worth mentioning. You're probably right. I should not quit my day job. I should deliver more microwaves and be happy that there are microwaves to deliver. While I'm already angry and dissatisfied with the world, one more thing. The whole Air Miles debacle. What a bunch of dicks. That's what Air Miles is. They, they created this expiry date thing we had five years to use them and I always thought okay yeah I'll use them yeah I'll use them yeah I'll use them and then it occurred to me that hey I have to fucking use these now because it's going to expire in two months so I did I bought one of those Dyson stick vacuums for I can't remember like 4600 air miles and to buy it in the store is $400 so translation not the best use of those miles. I am not getting the most bang for my buck but I didn't know what the fuck else to do with them and I was panicking because I thought if they're going to expire anyway This is going to really suck. So I got the vacuum. I'm fine with the vacuum, okay? And then the fucking Air Miles assholes, right right at the tail end of it, they say, oh, you know what? Just kidding. Uh, 
your air miles won't expire. That's pretty funny, right? No, it's not. Okay? And I get people are like, eh, quit complaining. You fucking got them. You, you can use them however you want. Well, fuck off. Okay? That's what I say to those people. Because had I known they weren't going to expire, I would have used those points for an experience for my children. To go somewhere or get a discount on a ticket to something or whatever. You know, use them in the way that I see fit. Not feel like I'm forced to scramble to find something that I might fucking want just to use them so they don't expire. And then the dicks say, oh, no, don't worry about it. You can keep those. Like, fuck you, man. That is so dishonest and shitty. And I'll tell you right now, fuck Air Miles. I'm fucking done with them. That's bullshit. It's a shitty way to treat your customers. I'm going to get fucked over by somebody else. Okay? Because it took me, I don't know, 15 years to collect that many. And I had enough to have a few nice stays in a hotel. I know, because I checked to see if I could stay in Vancouver. And I could, but we can't stay in Vancouver until Sarah's parents take us to Victoria, which is not happening till March. But had I known that they weren't going to actually expire, and this was a real big game of uh, now you see it, now you don't, I'd use the term Indian giver, but that's not this kind of show. Okay? Yeah, you're right, it is. It totally is. Uh, Rage. So whatever. Go ahead, Air Miles. I'm fucking done with you. I'm spending my last 2000 whatever which you can't actually buy anything on the site, so I will have to use it to rent a fucking minivan or a hotel room for, like, for a night. Like, fuck you. I just don't like that. It's dishonest and it's shitty. And it's shittily dishonest. Okay. Oh, there have been a couple of Christmas miracles. We're going to get to Brit segment in a second. So if you want to skip past the Christmas miracle, go ahead. Baby Jesus didn't show up in my fucking house. Although, according to my kid, it sure did. Or my oldest kid, I should say. He got a lot of gifts. He was kind of the Tasmanian devil. He was like opening opening other people's presents and we had to fucking slow him down. It's like he snorted a line of fucking pop rocks or something. I don't know what the hell happened to him, but he was just insane. And we had to slow him down. Relax. Don't open other people's gifts unless they say it's okay. And uh, he, he was just a maniac. And then there's Stella, my youngest kid. She's just like, her whole life is, what is that? Can I eat it? I'm eating it. That's what she does. Yesterday, I'm not even kidding when I tell you this, for a solid hour and a half, she sat on my lap. She went from pulling the strings on my hoodie to eat them, to choking me with my necklace, to slapping me and scratching me in the face, and then pulling my hair in rotation for an hour and a half. She just basically beat the shit out of me for an hour and a half. And I was just like, okay, you know what? You can, you're going to sit on the floor now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Can I eat it? She's got, she's six months and a couple weeks, and she's got six teeth with one more on the way. When Malcolm was six months, he had two teeth on the bottom. That's it. Like, this kid's going to be eating steak by her nine-month birthday. It's fucking nuts. She smiles, and it's like, bing! Like, holy fuck. How do you have that many teeth? How is that possible? She's very advanced. Very advanced. Okay. Oh, there's another Christmas miracle. That's the miracle I want to tell you about. Oh, anyway, Malcolm's favorite gift was a guitar. We got him a little guitar. He's so fucking funny with it. But he knows that there are lessons that have to come with the guitar because he takes kind of a piano lesson with a very strict Japanese woman. The Japanese style of teaching is terrifying. It's very regimented. And uh, I've never been to the new lessons. Like I took him once when he was about a year ago and it was just... uh, it was, I knew <laughs> here, I, she must have, the teacher must have sensed how fucking stupid I felt because she kept saying, th- like, I'm the only new person in the room. And she kept saying things like, if you don't feel comfortable, what, what, what is that? Why do I do that? I can't, I can't do accents. What am I fucking doing? Okay, forget it. 
don't know what I'm doing. If you don't feel comfortable, like, because, you know, she'd have a dance. And she's like, if you don't feel comfortable dancing, just don't dance. And I put my arms to my side. And I was like, oh, thank God, I don't want to dance. And then five minutes later, if you don't feel comfortable singing, don't sing. Also directed at me. Okay, you're right. Okay. Great time. All right. So he was excited about the guitar and he's like, hey, he says to Sarah this morning, did you arrange for the guitar lessons? That sounded more like a thinly veiled threat, if you fucking ask me. And it snowed like the Dickens here. I don't know how many centimeters we got. 20 maybe? 20, 25? I don't know. Fucking lots. And I thought, man, I've got to go all the way to my mom's house to shovel her driveway. So I texted uh, my cunt sister, the, the rocking chair robber who's maybe dating a 73-year-old man. I don't even know if they're together anymore. And what's funny is I was his mailman. And I didn't even know it. And he comes chasing me outside one day and he's like, I'll make up a name for my sister. I always go with Janice. And he goes, hey, are you Janice's sister? And I say, I say, uh, yeah. Oh, hi, it's me. And the last time I had seen this guy was when uh, my sister had broken her ankle. And she wanted her bed put in the kitchen for some reason. And he was trying to negotiate with me. And I was saying, absolutely not. A bed doesn't go in the kitchen. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. That one I think I covered in a show called A Bag Full of What. So help yourself. And then a couple weeks later, I see this guy again. And he I don't recognize him at all. I am terrible for it. I don't know who the fuck these people are. And he comes up to me and goes, are you Janice's sister? And I think to myself, I have a fucking name. I, I, don't, I don't go by, hi, I'm Janice's sister. Very nice to meet you. Like, I, I have a name. And it's okay if you don't know it. You know, you can just, you can just say hi. You don't have to... Call me Janice's sister. Anyway, so this Christmas, I tried something different. I made my sister a part of the festivities. Because in, in years past, like, I think my sister has some kind of disorder. She's either got, like, a narcissistic personality disorder or, so, like, something's come unglued there, not entirely sure what. So she just, she gets to this point where she is viciously, viciously mean. Like my other sister has her blocked on text messages. She can't call or text her because she's just, she can just be really malicious, just really awful. So she's blocked her and now I'm the only one who has really communication with her. And I'm trying, I'm thinking, okay, she's lashing out. Why? Because she feels maybe unsuccessful Maybe she feels like her life didn't go the way she wanted just yet. And, you know, she's only 41. It's not like her fucking life is over. You can always go back to school, do something different, whatever. So I'm trying to, instead of reject her and push her away for her being a shitty fucking asshole, I'm trying to do the water under the bridge uh, attempt at having a, some kind of relationship relationship, sorry, with her. And so this year I was like, hey, you know, uh, she converted to Judaism. I don't know how many years ago now. And whatever, dude, whatever you find solace in that makes you want to jump out of a window less, go ahead. You want to be a Jew? Be a Jew. Jew it up. Enjoy yourself. So I was bugging her. I'm like, hey, you're a Jew. Where's a good place to order Chinese for Christmas? Because my family is a bunch of cunts. I don't know if you've picked up on that on any of these shows. Maybe this is your first show, in which case I am talking very quickly because I feel like I'm pressed for time. And I'm sorry. They aren't all this fast. You don't have it on hyperspeed. Uh... They Like, I, I've gone out of my way to cook for my family. I try, okay? I try. Like, for example, Christmas Day, we had Sarah's family over for brunch. How do you have brunch without eggs? Because Malcolm is allergic to eggs. Good question. Translation, you have a shitty brunch. It's not very good. 
Nothing about it is very good. Especially for some fucking reason, when I really am trying, I'm, I'm trying to impress, I wanted to do a good job. Did I ever tell you about the time we had Sarah's parents over? Just a tangent. And I decided I was going to try to do cedar plank salmon for the first time. That, that situation ended in smoke inhalation. And we were outside. I was barbecuing and both Sarah and I got smoke inhalation because there was that much black, puffy smoke just swirling around the entire deck. And the next day we're both like, my throat hurts. Yeah, that's what happens when I try to cook for them. Because I really want to do a good job. I want them to be impressed. I want them to be happy and I want them to eat a lot. And for the brunch, okay, pancakes. I only burnt three of them. That's not too bad. Hash browns, I borrowed my mother-in-law's Actifry, Acufry, whatever it is. It's basically like a like a hot air popper, but it spins shit around. So I put the hash browns in there, and I put half a bag of hash browns, which is like a pound. And I think that's got to be plenty. And they, the hash browns shrink down to fucking nothing. So it's not plenty. It's not enough is what it is. And then I turn my back thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can't remember what the fuck I went to do. I'm going to cook the bacon. Yeah. Okay, great. So I turn back around. All of the hash browns are, are virtually black. They're, they're, they're so, like, overcooked, you can hear them crunching around in the Actifry. So I fucked those up completely. The bacon, I wasn't watching the dumb kid that was getting me my bacon. He gave me the tiniest, fattiest strips of bacon you have ever seen. They, like, when I finished cooking them, it looked like they had come out of a Barbie, out of a Barbie dollhouse. That's how small and shitty they were. So all in all, no one really fucking ate anything, and it took me a couple hours to get all that stuff ready and cooked and nobody really ate anything because it was fucking awful. Great. Great. So when it, when the chips are down, I am not your man. I will fucking burn it. I don't know why. I, when, I, when I'm cooking for my own family and it doesn't matter, there's no steaks, there's no good impression I'm trying to make, no thank you I'm trying to say, sucks. I can, I can do a great job at home. I've made tortellini from scratch and it's come out beautifully. For them, Everything fucking explodes or fucking turns black or fucking something. <sighs> so want to come over for brunch? Anybody? Anybody want to come have a Christmas brunch for me? No? Okay. So Janice. Back to Janice. Okay. She she hung out with us. She ate some Chinese food with us. I got her a couple small gifts from the kids because she always gets them a little something for their birthdays and we never reciprocate because I'm a terrible person. And uh, yeah, so she was more friendly and I texted her the day after the storm. How does the driveway look? And she said, oh, it looks pretty bad, but I'm going to get out there and shovel. And I thought, is this an alternate universe? Have I woken up in a different dimension? So I wrote back, are you sure it's a very big driveway? Oh, yeah, I'm fat. I need the exercise. I'm going to go get it done. What the fuck is going on? I get to stay in my pajamas today and I don't have to spend four hours shoveling at a house I don't live in? It's a Boxing Day miracle! I was so fucking happy. And then she sent me pictures. She told me it took her five hours. She did it. I don't have to go there and shovel. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. I do, however, have to fucking work in this slop and I don't know how that's going to work. Like, if you if you have to work in, in snow that's halfway up your calves because nobody ever fucking shovels the sidewalk in front of their house, you're goddamn lucky if they shovel the stairs. How does that work? Do we have to deliver? Are we just going to fuck? Like, how do you walk in that? I just don't even understand. So stay tuned. More mailman excitement coming your way. Okay, let's play Bit. Brit. Not Bit. Brit. She's young. She must have something exciting and funny to say. God knows I don't. I said God knows I don't. Look, I didn't subject my family to a shitty dry turkey this year. That is my gift to them. The Chinese food? My gift to them. 
Nothing like spending four hours cooking a fucking turkey that nobody likes. And they're not even nice enough to pretend to like it. They tell you how dry and shitty it is right to your fucking face. That's love. Here's Brit. Sanchez, what's up? It's Brit. Uh, long time no talk, I know. Um, uh, first... I want to say congratulations to you and Sarah and Malcolm on baby Stella. That's the cutest freaking name ever. And it reminds me of How I Met Your Mother, which is one of my favorite shows. So, uh, I, so I, I tried to record this uh, last Thursday and I had like, I was at work and I had a really bad headache and my boss gave me aspirin what she thought was aspirin but it was not the right bottle and I ended up taking two muscle relaxers and then I tried to do this segment and you can tell I'm like so fucked up like I'm slow and pausing a lot and not making any sense so um I might send you that just for fun so you can get a kick out of it but I decided to re-record uh with a clear head so uh yeah uh I'm sorry that it's been so long since I've sent anything in um uh <laughs> it shit's been crazy but I'm about to tell you about it um so uh okay so when we were talking last time about how uh uh Lonnie and my relationship was doomed because we both wanted different things for the future you know I didn't want to get married I didn't want kids and she wanted all that Oh, okay, so I ended up, uh, okay, I ended up cheating on my girlfriend with this chick from work, and, uh, it was, I mean, it was amazing, like, phenomenal, the sex was phenomenal, so pretty much I like knew I wanted to do it again um so that's why I told Lonnie because everyone was like why did you tell her why didn't you just like keep it to yourself and it's like well okay maybe if I would have made a mistake but the fact that I wanted to do it again and knowing myself knowing that I was going to do it again I'm not that shitty of a person so I had to tell her and You know, like, at first, she, I think, thought I was telling her that it was a mistake because she, you know, wanted to work things out and everything. But, like, I never had an urge to cheat on her before, you know? And then, all of a sudden, like, I just, I wanted to sleep with this other girl again. Like, I just, I wanted to. And I never felt like that before. So I figured that was kind of a a sign that maybe we shouldn't be together. And I told her that. And then, you know, since the apartment's in her name, she kicked me out. So the chick that I ended up sleeping with, uh, she offered to um, 
let me stay on their couch for a few days. Um, so I did that, you know, just trying to figure out what I was going to do, you know, what I was going to do with all my stuff, you know, where I wanted to stay. Easiest thing to get to and from work because I don't have a car right now. So then the uh, chick I ended up sleeping with uh, just basically said that I could move in um, because her lease is going to be up. So we're going to find a bigger place. Um, not not a not like we're in a relationship because that's the last thing I really want is a relationship because I just became single and just realized like how fucking awesome being single is. Uh, yeah, but the uh, kind of whole fucked up thing about this is that uh, uh, the chick, uh, she is, um, 11 years older than me. She's 37. And she has two teenage kids. A boy who's 14 and a girl who's 13. Which I know, that's fucked up, considering I said I didn't want kids and all that stuff. And I don't. I don't want kids. I don't. And I don't know, like... I mean, they're already, they're already teenagers. Like, yes, I realize we're about to get to the shitty, hormonal, stupid teenage part, you know, years of their lives. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, basically, we just, we just like fucking each other. And we're going to try and rent a house and, you know, whatever. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm so fucking happy like I never realized how bad my relationship was until I got out of it and realized like I feel a hundred times better just like lighter and oh I feel like I can go back to being myself I don't have to fake things because I don't want to piss someone off you know you know what I mean and okay the fucked up thing was Lonnie and I hadn't had sex in over a year because she said it was because um, she couldn't trust me. And she said she couldn't trust me, so she didn't want to sleep with me. Okay, so, you know, like five days after me and her broke up, when I think she realized that I was serious... She texts me and says, you know, I want to fuck you, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And she basically said that since we're not together, she doesn't need a reason to trust me. So she can, she doesn't have a problem with us having sex now, which I guess I understand, but I kind of think that's fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. So I went to get some of my stuff from her. Well, she came to bring me some of my stuff because she was holding it hostage so that I would have a reason to talk to her. So, um, well, I didn't want her to know where I was staying because she knew that I was staying with the girl that I cheated on her with. And I didn't want her to, like, get drunk and get crazy one night and come to the house and, like, 
cause a scene, you know, and start freaking out, and then, uh, yeah, that wouldn't have been good, but, so I told her to meet me at the gas station a few blocks away, and pretty much, we're, we're sitting in the car, smoking a cig, just chatting, and next thing I know, she's pushing like Lonnie is pushing her hand up my shorts. Basically, like I got raped. I got raped in a gas station parking lot with like a bunch of people around and it was very awkward and uncomfortable. And like, I'm human. So like, you know, it felt good and everything, but I said no and she still kind of pushed it. And then I said no again and I got out of the car and I walked away and I didn't do it because I just, I can only imagine how much more complicated that would make things. Uh, not to mention like, I already kind of feel slutty because I've slept with three different people in the last month and a half since we broke up. But I figure like, I'm just having fun. So whatever, like, I don't care. <laughs> um, and like I know it might make me sound like a horrible person, but I am just so happy to be single and I'm just so happy to just do what I want to do, you know, figure out like, I don't know, figure out what I want to do with my life, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> Shit's been crazy though, Sandra, like really crazy, but that's kind of why I haven't uh, been able to send a segment in plus work's been crazy and all that oh god okay but uh, I also wanted to say thank you for sending me a happy birthday on Facebook it made me feel very special and I was walking around like oh yeah Sandra said happy birthday woo you know cause I'm a nerd and everyone was like oh that's great Brittany <laughs> but uh yeah so anyway, uh, I hope you guys are all doing good. I hope the baby's good. I hope Sarah's good and Malcolm. And uh, I don't know. I just I I don't know. Uh, but uh, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I just wanted to call call. I just wanted to send a segment in and tell you like how happy I am, how good I'm doing and just, you know, I miss you. I promise to do more segments if you promise to keep putting podcasts out. And uh Yeah, I don't know, but uh all right. I should probably go though. I'm at work. I haven't really done shit all day, but yeah. Uh, anyways, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, there, there was a lot going on there. A lot to absorb. You may need to go back and listen to that again. First of all, I'll never quit podcasting. They may be few and far between, but I, I don't know how to quit you. I don't. This is fun for me. Consistency in podcasting is probably... The very most important thing. People need to know when they go and get their phone that Thursday morning or whatever fucking day you choose, your show is going to be there. And I have 
not provided that in some time. I went from doing a show like two, three times a week to once every two months. And that's not good. That's not a way to keep an audience engaged. You know what I mean? People need consistency. And as of right now, I can't offer that. But what I can offer you is really boring stories about being a mailman. And where else are you going to get that? Nowhere. And I can offer you a relationship of sorts. Not one of the six relationships that Britt is currently involved in. I don't know how she's doing that. But I'm here. And I'm queer. And I'm here for you. Because I have no real friends. Virtually none to speak of. So... Let's hang out. Let's never meet in person and exchange Facebook messages because I really don't want you to have my phone number. Okay? Or let's not to. You don't have time. We don't have time. Okay, there's so many things I wrote down here. Uh, as far as cheating goes, I've done it. I'm not proud of it. I'm deeply ashamed of it. It was hurtful and mean. And I beat myself a little bit up. Beat myself up a little bit about it every single day. It sucks. It really is shitty to do that somebody. But on the other side of that coin, it's also kind of fucking awesome, in a way, that someone new finds you interesting and funny and attractive. And new sex is always mind-blowingly wonderful, because it's with a new person, there's new things to learn. Is that a mole? Should you see a doctor for that? Should there be a hair growing out of it? You know, fun things like that. Always very exciting. But it's morally, it makes you feel like a bag of dicks. And uh, Brit obviously has some kind of raw animal magnetism that has these women completely drawn to her. Like, I think Brit had slept with more girls by the time she was 18 than I think I ever, hopefully, than I will ever sleep with in my entire life. I don't know how she's doing it. She's got some kind of, you know what she's got from, the, from Seinfeld? Keeping in that vein? I think I've said keeping in that vein about 50 fucking times this show. And I'm not going to cut that out because I'm far too lazy. Okie doke. She's got the Kavorka. Remember? Oh my God, this is probably all millennials, isn't it? You're all millennials, aren't you? You don't even know. You've probably never even seen Seinfeld or heard of it. I just, okay. I'm taking my glasses off and this is the sound of me rubbing my eyes. Can you hear it? It's just, oh God. Okay, putting my glasses back on. In disgust. Uh, anyway, Kramer the tall, weird-looking guy, he had the Kavorka. Just a special, special, this this special power that had women drawn to him, and it was a curse. And I think Britt has that curse. She slept with three people in a month. Who the fuck were they? There's the ex-girlfriend who tried to molest her in a parking lot. I think maybe that's not the best move for the, for the ex-girlfriend to do. Maybe not the best place for that kind of activity, especially if it had been a year. And let's talk about lesbian bed death. There's no fucking such thing. It's called marriage. That's what marriage is. That whole thing about, like, go, there's there's a, a show called Stuff Mom Never Told You. They did a whole episode on lesbian bed death. It's all bullshit, basically. They, all, all married couples have sex less because you have kids. And then they suck the fucking ever-loving shit out of you. And eat, they eat your soul until one day they are ashamed of you and want nothing to do with you. That's how it is. So it's called marriage. And I, I'm going to get off track here because that's what I do. I know a guy 
who, oh, this is so bad. I'm going to get back to Brit. I am going to, because I've got an updated segment from her, but I'm very tempted to keep it till next week. Okay. Very tempted. I'm going to, I think. For whatever fucking reason, Brit, you sent it to me in a, in a video format, which I cannot for the life of me figure out how to transfer into an MP4. I don't know how. So I'm just going to play it into the fucking microphone like a hack douchebag loser that I am. Anyway, hold the phone. This guy and gal I know married five kids. She goes into her husband's truck after noticing he's not in bed in the middle of the night. And she's thinking, oh, he must be taking a shit or eating a sandwich or both at the exact same time because men are disgusting. And one night she gets up, looks around the entire house. It's not there. She goes in the garage. Truck's not there. Huh. Okay. So she's all sly. She waits until the next day. She goes into his truck and she does the womanly thing. She searches that motherfucker. And guess what she finds? Little baggies with Coke residue, sex toys, and women's underwear that aren't hers. Hmm, that is a dilly of a pickle, isn't it? What is going on? And the answer is, he's cheating on her. But not in an emotional way. He's cheating on her with hookers. He is literally having sex with hookers and doing cocaine. Now, who are the sex toys for? I don't know. Could be for him. Who the fuck knows? So she kicked him out, changed the locks... And I happen to know that this guy is posted on Facebook and made himself the victim. I haven't seen my kid in two weeks. All I want to do is hold them and tell them I love them. Okay, funny story, Mr. Always the Victim. You forgot to mention how you did the, the blow in the hookers. And then you decided that it would be a good idea to keep someone's underwear in your truck, you fucking moron. Like, Why would you do that? If you're going to be a shady cocksucker, at least be a smart shady cocksucker. Don't uproot your entire life. Ruin it. Now, what does this woman say to her kids about the father? What do they say about their dad? Oh, your dad probably likes getting dildos shoved in his ass while some disgusting woman fucks him or blows him or whatever. Like, what is she supposed to say to her kids to remain neutral so they don't fucking hate this guy for the rest of their lives? And how do you raise five kids by yourself? How? I don't get it. I feel terrible. That's, that's a terrible fucking situation for them. But he's just, it's just funny to me how some people are always the victim always. Okay, bud. You just, you think what you want. They've done this to you. You've done nothing. You're right. You're the best. Okay. Anyway, so that's, that's, that's pretty brutal. And okay, Brit, you cheated. You admitted it. Whatever. What are you going to do? I think that's the right thing to do. Don't be a sniveling asshole like I did and never admit anything. Just treat them like shit until they dump you. That's what I did because I'm a piece of garbage. Great. Take, take notes. This is how to be a terrible person and regret it for the rest of your life. Excellent. Uh, okay, and as far as the birthday greeting goes, when I said happy birthday on Facebook, I'm just a chubby, middle-aged... I'm 37, the same age as your girlfriend, actually. And I hope her body is kept up a little bit better than mine. Because, yeah, it's not... <clears throat> not not good over here. I hope she's got better gen genetics than I do, because it is... Yeah. I'll never have sex again. If Sarah dies, I will be alone for the rest of my life. I would never not showing this gut to anybody. Okay. Just so you know, in case you're wondering what happens. Oh, hey, here's another story. We re-signed our mortgage and he's like, do you guys have a will? And we said no, which is one of the stupidest fucking moves I've ever had. I have insurance up the ass. No will. That's our next big project. And then we had to decide, we sat down and we talked to each other. What's going to happen 
if we die, if we both die, what happens to our children? Because that's a huge part of getting a will done. And we thought about it and like we don't have friends that are really close enough that can take on another two kids because everyone we know has kids and we're not really like super tight with anyone. There's no one, no one friend where I can say, hey, would you, would you be willing to take on the massive responsibility of not fucking up my kids? I don't know anyone. And one of my sisters is mean and vicious. The other one has a 16 year old and she's getting close to 50. So, and she's kind of maybe not interested, I would assume. So we had to go to Sarah's one brother. If you're wondering which one, it's the adopted one. Not that that matters, but just to differentiate. And he is the right man for the job because one of the stipulations was I need him to move from Calgary to Winnipeg so that my family can visit the kids. And he's all about it. We had a serious talk and he's so funny. He just takes responsibility so seriously. Like he's aboard. He had to think about it. He has a plan. If anything should happen, he will move here immediately. Uh, he'll he'll get a year off from work and figure out like he's just he's on board he's the right man for the job and it was it meant a lot to know that he would do that for us it's a huge thing to uproot somebody but he doesn't have any kids of his own and uh, I think he'll do a good job not that you needed to know that but I needed to say it do you know what I mean okay anyway back to Brett sorry okay so she's 37 this chick you're banging she's got two teenage kids and you don't want kids okay right I don't know what the fuck you're doing there. And, and if, if you were my friend, well, you are kind of my friend, but I don't know who the fuck you are, really. I would tell you to run away. Run away. Very fast. Run, run, run away from that situation. Sure, have sex all you want. But living with this woman, I feel, may be a difficult situation. Like, are you to be that ki- those kids' dad? Like, wh- who the fuck are you now? Are you in charge of them? It just, it's very fast. And it's very lesbian. Just... Find a nice young gal that you were definitely not attracted to and move in with her. Do that. Have fun. Fuck around. Enjoy being young for the last five years you have being young. Okay? If, if I were your mom, in all honesty, I would say, get the fuck out of there. Move in with someone else. Visit this girl. Sneak in there in the middle of the night. Walk around her house in a, a wife beater and boxer shorts like you own the place. Drink out of the milk jug. But then you leave. Okay? Just, that's what I would say if I knew you in real life. And I don't, and I'm saying it now anyway. Just get the fuck out of there. Those kids are about to, about to break wild. And either way, you don't need that responsibility. You're, you're 26. Run away. Okay. Uh, so she says you're not dating so you can have sex now because she doesn't have to trust you or she doesn't need to trust. I, I don't get that logic whatsoever. I think both of you are kind of having a midlife crisis. Unless fakes facts. Who the fuck lives into their 70s anymore? Hardly anyone. This is it for you guys. I would just, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. I fear for her and you. I don't know what's going to happen to either of you. I'm scared. I really want to play your update. No, I'm not playing it. I'm saving it for next show because I'm almost out of time here. And also, Britt, I can hear you smoking when you're, when you're recording these segments. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it really makes me want to smoke really bad. And also, were you standing next to a clothes dryer or were you actually in a clothes dryer? I can't tell. Maybe you work in a dry cleaning office. I don't know. I don't know what you fucking do. But um, stop both of those things because it makes me want to smoke and crawl into a dryer. Okay? All right, cool. Good talk. Good talk. Get the fuck out of that house. It's kind of fucking weird. Okay? It's just my opinion. If you want to live there, maybe in your update you are living there and you're happy and you're smoking a pipe and 
wearing a robe around the house. How the fuck do I know? Whatever. What do I know? I know nothing. Okay. Now we're going to do some housekeeping and then I'm going to play both of Wendy's segments in a row. So that way I'm done. Everybody's got their segments out. I'm completely, completely wiped clean except for Brit's update, which I will play on the next show, which I cannot play now because I've got to hold the fucking speaker of my phone up to the microphone to record it because Brit is using, I don't know what the fuck she used to record that. Don't send me video files, okay? I need fucking MP4s, okay? MP4. All right, now, changeofaddress.podbean.com. You can donate there if you want. Amazon links are there for both Canada and the States. Buy one fucking thing. Throw me 50 fucking cents. Go ahead, if you want. No pressure. Just free. You don't doesn't cost you any more. And I get a quarter, okay? Whatever. And uh, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com, because I'm almost completely caught up. I mean, these segments that Wendy sent, were, she only sent them in April. It's fucking December. That's pretty good, right? Eight months? That's pretty good, right? Pretty fast turnaround there. Okay, look, I had a kid. I had two kids now. I, I don't have time for this. And uh, you can leave an iTunes review. Fucking leave an iTunes review, man. It's really important, you know? It just hits me right in the heart. Hits me right in the heart. Right there. Need it. Okay? It's important. Keep... I just choked on my own saliva. Did you hear it? You must have. I'm in a closet. How could you miss that? You could hear a pin drop in here. <sighs> All right, that's it. I'm going to plug in both of Wendy's segments, and I want you guys to have a great day. Enjoy your new year. Pray for me, because I don't know how I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm scared. And, uh, yeah, take care. Okay, here's Wendy. Love you. Bye. Hey, ladies. It's your old pals, Wendy and Jen. Hello. So, it has been quite the past week or two, and... Enjoy the uh, background baritone music along with the pug snoring. That's, that's you know, price of admission. There's no extra charge with that. That's just a bonus for you. So let's catch up. Um, we had the big Wisconsin primary, what, two weeks ago? And I wanted to go and vote. So after work, I... Marched my happy ass over to the grade school that's in our backyard where that's where we go to vote. And I went over and stood in line for maybe 15 minutes. And I'm like, hey, this isn't too bad until I got to the table. And the old lady there was like, oh, I don't have you here. Have you voted here before? And I said, no, actually, I haven't. Oh, dear, she said. You're going to need to go over and check out that other table over there to see if this is where you actually need to vote. So I walked over there and, like, cut in front of people that were, like, 15 deep standing in line. So I was just like, ah, uh, hi. Um, I was told to come over here and see if this is where I should be voting. And the lady was like, well, what's your name? What's your address? I give her all that. And she goes, hmm, you're not registered to vote. You're going to need to register to vote. I was like, oh, dear Lord, I thought I was registered. Um, I had recently changed my driver's license to my new address. And 
I thought I was registered when that um, went down. But now that I realized that that was when I lived in South Carolina, they had something called motor voter registration. So, oh, God, whatever. So the lady gives me a form to fill out. And um, it basically said, you need to bring the blood of your firstborn, um, hair of an ex-girlfriend, and some juice from a cat's nipple I don't know <laughs> it could have been just like that but they wanted um oh were they oh my driver's license um and something that has um like a utility bill something like that well I have no utilities in my name our lease is not even in my name I don't even exist financially anywhere. <laughs> but um, so I thought I read the list and it said bank statement. Okay, well, I do have my name on the bank statement. So I hurry up and get home and I'm just tearing the house up for a, a bank statement that would have come in the mail. And I could not find any any past ones, nothing. I was like, oh, Jesus. So I ran to my laptop and I pulled it up and plugged my uh, laptop into the printer and the fricker would not print. <sighs> so I'm just like, oh, my God, I've got to get this stuff done so I can go and vote. And I ended up having to go to the bank. Now, just a little backstory. I was a banker <laughs> in a previous life, and I just so happened to work at the bank where I had to go to ask them for um, the printout of my bank statement. And I am usually somebody that gives notice when I'm going to leave a job. This job, I did not give notice. I basically dropped my keys off after hours and said, screw you. I'm out of here. So anyway, that was that. But they printed it off for me. It was a new girl, so she didn't know my story. And uh, I went. Oh, and I also was able to take my work badge. Now, it didn't say where I work or anything other than my name and my picture. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. Okay, well, hopefully they're going to accept that. So I go back. I get to the school and walk in the door and I'm like hey there's not much of a line there's maybe like eight people ahead of me and I was just standing right by the door and this woman goes oh are you part of the non-registered people I said yeah she goes oh well the line is over there and points me like around the corner it was like ugh, like seriously 15 people deep so, of course, when you're standing in line, you start to make all sorts of friends. Well, I do, because I just got to talk to people. And so there was a nice lesbian couple up ahead of us, but one just stunk, like was stinky. And I was like, oh, my God, I am going to throw up. And I've got all this time to stand and just breathe in her air. It was just gross. 
And then the guy behind me was a long-bearded, ponytailed dude wearing a, a trench coat. And he was just really cool. And I'm sure he wanted to feel the burn, something like that. Um, and so I just started, like, talking to them, like, hey, if they do not accept my three IDs, I am going to clown up in this bitch. I will. Oh, you know what? I said, just listen for my keywords, something like, oh, hell no, or fuck this shit, or something to that effect. Just stand away from the table because I am going to flip the table and shit is going to go flying. Well, my bearded ponytailed trench coat dude behind me, he was like, oh, yeah, and I'm going to climb up that uh, that basketball hoop. I'm going to sit up there. They're going to have to bring the fire department and shove a ladder through the window. <laughs> and, I mean, we just had this whole plan. Like, we are going to clown, and it is not going to be pretty. Um, but luckily, um, I got up there, and the lady had told me earlier when she was handing me my registration uh, sheet, she said, uh, what you need to do, or no, she was like all confused, much like I am right now, but she was all confused and flustered. And I said, well, you know, that's okay. Just take your time. Because seriously, like the average age of these poll workers is like 82. So <laughs> we... So we just chatted for a moment and she said, well, you know, they brought us breakfast, lunch and dinner and we haven't had one thing to eat today. I'm like, oh, Lord, sister, please do not fall out on me. Not on my watch. I have got to get my shit and vote. <laughs> and then I've got to get home because the kids have shit to get done. OK, so that was that was it. And guess what? They didn't even ask to see my additional ID. She asked for my driver's license. That was it. I voted. I was pissed. And that was all. So, and then Hillary ended up losing to Bernie Sanders anyway, so whatever. But that's all I know. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies. It's your old pals, Wendy and Jen. Hello. So let me tell you a quick little ditty about me trying to go to the doctor's office. Uh, this happened last week, and I'm still just agitated about it. I can't even, ugh, it makes me so angry. So um, a little background on this one. I was working as a like a home health care worker and I was doing cares on a woman who has cerebral palsy and I was pulling her towards me to help her get dressed and I ended up straining, tearing, ripping, whatever, my bicep muscle. So it was on my left arm, which I'm left-handed and it was extremely painful and because I got hurt at work, then you have to jump through all the workman's comp 
um, hoops that there are. So the day that I got hurt, I had to go to the emergency room. They took freaking x-rays. I knew that it wasn't anything but a muscle that was torn or whatever. Um, but then the bonus of that day was getting to take a tinkle test and the breathalyzer because boy, who needs a drink more than somebody taking care of somebody with cerebral palsy, huh? Yeah. So anyway, um, so I end up getting assigned a doctor that I would see weekly. And the last time I saw him, he said, you know what, um, probably by the next time I see you, I'll be able to sign off on you because, you know, you're, you're doing really well. And, um, and I said, yes, that would be fantastic. So his nurse came in to set up the appointment. And by this time I had already, uh, started a new job and the, the nurse came in and she was like, okay, well, what works better for you? I'm like, okay, I have this job. I work 8.30 to 4.30. So she's like, so a 7.50 appointment, would that work? I'm like, no, not when it takes an hour and a half for this doctor to see me. And oh, it's just so aggravating. But I was like, no, I cannot do before because also I have to take the kids to school. Oh, okay, she said. So I, um, I went to opted for the 430 appointment. I said, I work until 430. It's going to take me about 20 minutes to drive here from my job. Um, she's like, okay, I'll make it for 440. And you just get here as soon as you can. I said, perfect. No problem. So I get there. It's 450. And the woman that I would always check in with, I don't know what her deal was, but she just had the, I just smelled poo face, you know, where she's just, ugh, like she just smelled poo. <laughs> and she was like, I said, I'm Wendy and I'm here for my appointment. She goes, no, you're not. I, what? Uh, yes, I'm Wendy and I'm here for my appointment. I have an appointment today. She goes, your appointment was at 430. You're late. I said, well, excuse me. My appointment was at 440 and the nurse, I told her that I could not be here at 430. That's why she made the appointment at 440 and then told me to get here uh, as fast as I could as long as I was here before five o'clock. Well, I'm just the scheduler. Let me get the nurse. Okay, you get the nurse. Go right on ahead. I would love to talk to the nurse. Because all this time, I could have been seeing the doctor and have him shake my hand and, like he always did and uh, say, Wendy, you're cleared. Well, no. The nurse had to come out. Somebody I'd never seen before. And she got pissy with me about how I was late for my appointment. And I repeated to her what I had told just the scheduler lady. And she was just kind of like, whoa, like, 
holy cow, are you going to jump over this, um, this desk, this reception area and just like body slam me or what? Cause I was seriously like, I was so pissed. And then I saw the sign that said, all no show appointments will be charged. And I said, here's another thing. You better not charge me a no show because I am here. And I said, this is what I need. I need you to go back to the doctor and have him sign off on me because he told me that that's basically what he was going to do for me today anyway. And I need you to not charge me a no show because I am here and I am queer. Get over it. (laughs) So she was like, well, I'm going to have to just talk to the doctor. Okay. Um, and I'll have to give you a call tomorrow. Okay, why don't you do that? Here's my phone number, and I'll look forward to hearing from you. Okay? She was like, okay, well, thanks. I'm like, you have a great evening. And she was like, well, thank you. And so I was like, nailed it. I bet you I'm going to get the phone call for the doctor's release and the no-show. And guess what? The next day, I got the phone call. Doctor signed off on me. There's, oh, and by the way, Wendy, there won't be a charge for a no-show. You're damn right there won't be. Sheesh. <laughs> but I, it was just the, like winning a little sweepstakes or something that I got that phone message. Because I thought, well, damn it you're damn right I'm going to be released and not pay because I was there. <laughs> oh, Jen, was I on fire that day? Yep. I was on fire. Was bad. What about what about this morning when you tried to call the to make reservations for our gift certificate at the hotel? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so we've got this uh, free night stay complimentary romance package and a jacuzzi suite. Um, that basically we had bid on for a gay fundraiser and we won it, um, in a silent auction. So it's almost ready to expire. So of course we're like waiting until the last minute to use it because we've got crazy schedules. So this morning I wake up and I'm like, today's the day I'm going to call and make this reservation for Saturday night. And I've got the the gift certificate letter and I see the local number. So I call it and there's no answer. So I'm like, well, it is reservations. I'll call the reservation center. Well, you know, hello and thank you for calling the Philippines. And that was just so aggravating because I've been in the hotel business for years and with gift certificates that's more of like a localized thing the the hotel itself knows how to to process those not you know kim chow in in the philippines so i um i was on hold three four times i think while she or he i wasn't quite sure i didn't catch the the name, it was kind of like Rom, Ram, something. But this person had just a really like unisex voice. So when he or she told me, 
oh, I need to contact my supervisor and we'll let you know about the gift certificate. Wait, what about when they when um when they asked if you were gonna be bringing kids along after you explained it was a romance jacuzzi package and how many people are coming? Yeah, how many people will be in the room? Oh, well, it's a romance package. It's just going to be my wife and I. Oh, okay. Oh my God. And we're leaving the dogs at home too. So yeah. So anyway, um, after the supervisor, like wanting to put me on hold to speak to the supervisor, I just, I was like, you know what, this is a little bit too much, you know, too much for you to handle. I am going to call the hotel directly. Thank you so much for your time. Well, no, I can get my supervisor. You just hold. I said, I can't hold any longer. I have boys I have to get to school. I'm just going to go, okay, you have a great day, Wendy. Okay, thank you. Bye. So I called the hotel. The hotel was like, well, we're, we're almost full for the weekend. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. They're not going to have any rooms available for us, jacuzzi or otherwise. And the woman was like, well, we do have four jacuzzi suites, though. Let me talk to my supervisor and then I can get back to you. God, no. Why can't anybody just give me a just answer my question? Can we book it or not? Well, I told her that I'd be available after 1030 and she called like right at 1030 and left me a message. She's like, hi, it's Nancy. Just wanted to call and let you know we got you all set up. Got you all set up for your romance package <laughs> in the jacuzzi suite. So I called her back and we talked and I said, OK, so this is a romance package. Now, I've stayed in hotels. I've worked at hotels where a romance package is like champagne, chocolate-covered strawberries, uh, gift certificates for dinner. So I was just kind of, you know, so what does that entail? Oh, it's a surprise. <gasps> but then she couldn't, she couldn't hold the surprise. She had to tell me. What is it? A bottle of champagne. Little plastic hotel cups. Do oh, you think? girl, we can only hope. I'll oh. get the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go find the ice machine. Yeah, baby. So anyway, that's that's our little hotel experience, and we'll be sure to to send in a review after Saturday night's debauchery. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.